are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right, let's play it, everybody, on a Thursday, December 21st, and a Friday, December 22nd. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening and joining us here on Megaphone.fm or iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, TuneIn app, wherever you are listening. Thank you for doing so. Lions and Bengals coming up on Sunday. We will talk to the Cincinnati Bengals radio play-by-play voice, former WAER radio legend out of Syracuse, Dan Horde, will be our guest today. We'll preview the Bengals, and I'll tell you coming up here on Lockdown Lions, there's only one way, one way the Bengals can beat the Lions coming up on Sunday in Cincinnati. I'll tell you how coming up here today here on Locked on Lions for this Thursday into Friday in Locked on Lions today is brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. That's right, mybookie is back. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookie. And by Jason Strat at REMAX Suburban, best realtor in Southeast Michigan. Give Jason a call at any time at 586-634-2612. And we'll talk to Jason about what's going on in the market coming up a little bit here on Locked on Lions as well. All right, before we get into this matchup a little bit, because it is the final podcast of the week before we do the postgame pod on Sunday for the Lions and the Bengals, Cincinnati has dropped three in a row. They are five and nine. And it looks like they've quit on Marvin Lewis, who's likely going to be out at season's end. What is just pure comedy, and I said this the other day, is they if they bring in Hugh Jackson, okay, who is one in twenty nine in two years in Cleveland, that that would be a stroke of genius for the Browns if Hugh Jackson were to leave and go to a divisional opponent. Of course, Hugh Jackson, the former offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, that would be absolute hilarity. But before we get to Lions and Bengals and who I think is going to be the biggest key to this game on Sunday, let's uh, check the report, shall we? The injury report today at practice for Thursday. T.J. Lang continued to miss practice, and this is the same way last week, yet he played on Sunday. But he missed practice on Wednesday and on Thursday with that foot problem. Travis Swanson remains in concussion protocol. Jim Caldwell dodging questions today. I know, shocker. When uh, beat writers tried to ask him about maybe Swanson's future in football and everything else, because this is his second major concussion in two seasons, but no practice again for Travis Swanson, who missed last weekend's game against Tampa Bay with that concussion. Rick Wagner, limited practice today with an ankle, full practice for Dwight Freeney, and full practice for Theo Riddick. One note. Uh, Vontez Perfect, the uh, fine linebacker for the Bengals and noted cheap shot artist as well, uh, did practice today for the Bengals. Uh, still limited, coming back from a concussion, but at least cleared to practice. So we'll see if Perfect uh, is out there against the Lions uh, coming up on a Sunday. All right, so look, all signs point to Detroit taking care of business on the road and getting to 9-6. and six. The Lions are a better football team. The Bengals are extremely, extremely banged up. Many of their starters have missed the last three weeks, and the Bengals have not been able to recover. They had a, a brutal, uh, thir- I think it was a Thursday night game, or maybe it was a Monday night game against the Steelers, in which it was just very, very physical. And the Bengals lost a lot of players in that game. They led early 17-3, to then blew the lead and lost 23-20. to Since then... Uh, you know, they've gotten ransacked by Chicago 33 to 7, and then last weekend um, uh, 34 to 7 by the Vikings. So they've been outscored 67 to 14 the last two weeks. And these last two games, the Bengals have been without 
their starting running back and star rookie Joe Mixon. Now you're going to say, star? He only has rushed for 518 yards. That is true. And again, he, he, he does share some carries with Giovanni uh, Bernard. But when given the opportunity, Joe Mixon, who the Lions decided to pass on, uh, second-round pick, 48th overall by Cincinnati. And again, there was some talk that the Lions were interested in him in the first round because of their need for a running back and a home run hitter. But Joe Mixon had some issues off the field at Oklahoma. Uh, the assault of a, of, a, of a female inside a store and the video and the subsequent apology years later. Joe Mixon has a bit of a rap sheet. But I think he's the key to this game on Sunday. Only the Bengals have rushed for less yards and averaged less yards per game than the Lions. These are the two worst rushing offenses in all of the NFL. But if Joe Mixon gets loose and Joe Mixon comes out of the backfield and makes some plays, this is a guy that I think can make a difference in a football game and can beat the Lions. I'm not saying single-handedly, but he's a guy that I think can be a big problem for Detroit. Our friends at uh, Remarkable Notes by Inside Edge uh, sent me some info today about Joe Mixon. Uh, he hasn't fumbled all year, 157 carries, tied for best of 34 quality, uh, qualified running backs in the, uh, in the NFL. Uh, the league average for carries with a fumble one, uh, before fumbling is 118.6. He also has 27 catches on 30 targets, which is 90% reception percentage, best of 44 quality, uh, qualified running backs in the NFL. The league average is 74.6%. This is a guy that can really that can really move. And if he's healthy and he's been back and, and, and back at practice this week after missing the last two weeks with a concussion, he's the one problem is Joe Mixon. I'm not and I know AJ Green is a very good player. We know about Perfect. Andy Dalton is a serviceable quarterback. And the tight ends always give the Lions problems. But but I'm telling you, watch out for Joe Mixon this week. Number twenty eight, the rookie from Oklahoma. This is a guy that I think can cause some issues and be the difference in this game. All right, if Joe Mixon is held in check and doesn't get it done, all right, and he's only had one 100-yard rushing game all year. That was against the Browns earlier in the year. But he's had uh, uh, big games out of the backfield catching the football, um, including a three-catch 91-yard uh, performance against Indy. He scored four touchdowns on the year. I like this kid. He's explosive. He's going to be good. And if he's healthy and back at 100%, that's the one issue I see for Sunday for Detroit is stopping Joe Mixon. Now, the Bengals' offensive line, since losing Whitworth and Zeitler this offseason, has been a, a train wreck, and they haven't been able to block anybody. Hence why they're third last in the league in rushing yards. But Mixon is, is getting an opportunity, and I expect him to get a lot of carries on Sunday. And I think he could be the difference in the game. Now, the Lions have got to hope that Theo Riddick is healthy, which I think he is. And if they can get him the ball out in space, Cincinnati's been brutal this year um, in covering backs out of the backfield. So that could be big. And he's had full practice the last two days with a bad wrist. So theoretic could be a huge factor as well. But I think the one the one concern for me for the Lions is stopping number 28, and that would be Joe Mixon. So I still think the Lions are going to win this game Sunday. I don't think there's any reason they should go into Cincinnati and not get it done against uh, what has been a mash unit defense the last few weeks. And if Burfick's not cleared to play, uh, that'll be huge for the Lions. Detroit should win this football game, you know, 27-14, something like that. Hey, holiday cash, I know you need it. I know where you can get it. 
How about my bookie? It's the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays, they're just around the corner, a couple of days away from Christmas. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, you're spending money. It also means there's a lot of football out there, bowl games, basketball, hockey. You can score big on each and every day. Man up, play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, uh, side or total. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, folks, and offer super payouts when you win. Super fast payouts as well. Where you bet is just important as who you are betting on, and that is why I want you to make some money going on mybookie.ag. They're the only site that I would recommend. I trust them, but you got to take my word for it. Check it out yourself. They've got odds in every matchup, a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Many of you aren't on computers anymore. You just want to go to your phone. It is very, very simple. Do that, all right, with mybookie.ag. Join now, and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. LOCKEDON. And that'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play. You win. You get paid with mybookie. All right, here's the voice of the Bengals now. Dan Horde joining me here on Locked On Lions as the Lions will go to Cincinnati on Sunday. What's up, Dan? Hello, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing well. What about the Bengals? What's going on the last few weeks? Not doing so well. Since halftime of the Pittsburgh game, they have been absolutely destroyed over the last 10 quarters. Injuries have a lot to do with it. They are absolutely decimated on defense. So anything that the opponent is doing is working right now. But the offense has really struggled all year. They got shut out in their season opener by the Ravens. And unfortunately, they've had brief periods where the offense was functional. Uh, But by and large, it's been a major disappointment all year. A lot, of, a lot of chatter, certainly in Cincinnati, about Marvin Lewis. Uh, what, what can you tell us that's accurate and what isn't? Well, the Marvin Lewis era is coming to an end at the end of this season. I don't think there's any doubt about that, whether it's his decision or the Bengals' decision. I think really since the Pittsburgh game where they uh, led by 17 in the first half and let that get away, it's pretty much been a foregone conclusion that this is going to be it. Uh, I think with uh, reflection, with time to reflect, uh, people are going to look back fondly on the Marvin Lewis era, despite the fact that uh, he didn't ultimately uh, accomplish what he wanted to and win a Super Bowl. But he certainly did a, a great job in turning the Bengals from what had been the laughing stock at the NFL in the 1990s to a team that, by and large, was consistently in the playoff picture during his tenure. It's crazy. You look up and say 15 years, which, you know, unless your name's Bill Belichick, that just doesn't happen anymore. Why did he last this long? Well, it gets back to what I alluded to. When he took over in 2003, the Bengals had not been in the playoffs since the early 1990s. They were typically winning four or five games a year. They were what the Cleveland Browns are right now, quite honestly. Uh, and it didn't take very long for Marvin to uh, move the Bengals into the 21st century. By his third season, they were the champions of their division, a division that, that features the Steelers and the Ravens, so it's a hard one to win. And he was able to pretty consistently get them to the postseason. Unfortunately, he never had postseason success. He's the only coach in NFL history with an 0-7 playoff record. But uh, when you've gone nearly 15 years without making the playoffs, just getting getting in on a regular basis uh, was a pretty good accomplishment. Voice of the Bengals on the radio side, Dan Horde, joining me here on Locked on Lions. Lions, of course, will be in Cincinnati on Sunday at 1 o'clock. There, there's been reports, too, that maybe the Bengals would go and, and, and make a trade to go get Hugh Jackson. Is that, is, is that, is that funny or is that serious? 
I do think that they would have interest in Hugh if the Browns let him go, despite the fact that he's only won two game, or one game rather, in two years with Cleveland. It seems hard, I think, for many people outside of Cincinnati to believe that you would consider a coach with that record. But Hugh is, is thought of very fondly in Cincinnati. He did a tremendous job as the Bengals' offensive co- coordinator, uh, most recently in 2015. I don't think they would give up anything to get him, quite honestly. I mean, I've read some reports that the Browns have won a third-round draft pick, and there's no chance in the world that the Bengals would do that, at least in my opinion. But if the Browns whack Hugh and he's out there on the street, I think he would get serious consideration in Cincinnati despite uh, the terrible record in Cleveland. When when you talk about the Bengals, and you've been there now seven years calling their games, but obviously you've covered them a lot longer than that, there are similarities between the Bengals and the Lions, actually, just based on, like you said, you know, getting into the playoffs, not being able to, to get to the big one. Obviously, the Bengals have been to the Super Bowl in the past under Sam Weish, but do you see some similarities between these franchises? Well, I see similarities in the sense that they both they both go back to the nineteen early nineteen nineties, uh, where they can celebrate one of their major goals. In the Bengals' case, they haven't won a playoff game since January of ninety one. In the Lions' case, they haven't won their division since nineteen ninety three. So both fan bases uh, have something that they've been long suffering about, and I do think in recent years there's been reason for optimism. Obviously, the Lions have at least been in the playoff picture a couple of times in recent years under Jim Caldwell. Uh, they've got a quarterback that they think highly of. Uh, in the Bengals' case, they went to the playoffs five years in a row, a streak that ended last year. And while Andy Dalton takes a lot of hits nationally, I think locally, by and large, people appreciate uh, that he's done more good than bad. It's interesting. The Lions under Jim Caldwell now, and this, will be year, this is year four commencing, uh, have cleaned up the locker room, have not had any issues off the field, have had all you know pretty much pristine guys. And, and certainly you know where I'm going with this, Dan. The, the, Bengals, the Bengals haven't yet. Like Vontez Perfect, oh, oh, the Lions would love to have a guy like that who can fly around the football field. How much of that is media-driven? You're inside the locker room. How much of it do we talk about is maybe overrated in the fact that, oh, the Bengals have a, a bunch of bad boys on their roster? Well, I think the Bengals' reputation for having quote-unquote bad guys goes back to 2006 when they led the NFL in arrests, unfortunately. And since then, they really have cleaned up the locker room. Now, Adam Jones uh, got into off-season trouble last year, and he obviously has a checkered past. Vontez Perfect has never had any off-the-field trouble at any level. His issues have been on the field with personal fouls and and other things that have been called cheap shots in in other cities in the NFL. So if you look at a 53-person locker room, that's really not uh, much of a problem. It's certainly far less uh, than I would say most NFL teams. But uh, once you get that reputation, and again, it goes back to 2006, it's awfully hard to shake at least until you win Super Bowls. So much of this stuff is driven by your success on the field. I don't think most people think of the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team that has a ton of off-the-field trouble because they've had a lot of on-the-field success. But if you were were to compare their roster in terms of their off-the-field transgressions with the Bengals, I don't think it would be any comparison. It would be far worse for Pittsburgh. But when you've got six Super Bowl rings, that seems to trump everything else. What about Joe Mixon on and off the field? How's he been? Uh, model citizen in Cincinnati. Uh, his issues were his first year as a student at Oklahoma, and what he did was terrible. Uh, but since then, he's had 
really no trouble there and, and certainly no trouble in Cincinnati. He's been uh, excellent off the field and on it for the Bengals. But, but he's been hurt. I know he's been back practicing this week. How big of a boost to that offense uh, would he give them? Huge. Uh, he was really starting to come into his own uh, the last few games before he suffered a concussion in that Pittsburgh game. He's been out the last uh, two and a half weeks, and he has been badly missed. He, I, I honestly think that he is on his way to being one of the top five running backs at the NFL, uh, both as a running threat and as a receiving threat. Uh, I think he would have been a top 10, top 15 type draft pick, if not for what he did at Oklahoma, and the Bengals are happy to have him. You look up, we're talking to Dan Horde, voice of the Bengals, you look up and see 67-14 over the last two weeks, and obviously that begs the question when we get into December and teams are kind of playing out the string, have they, have they quit? Did you see quit in that football team the last couple of weeks? No, I didn't see quit. I did see a lot of inexperience. They've been missing five or six starters on defense in, in each of the last two weeks, and it has uh, definitely had a major impact. Last week in their loss to the Vikings, there were three instances where Case Keenum threw a pass to a running back curling out of the backfield, and in the TV picture, you could not see a defender. I mean, it was crazy. It was like one of those effects that they do uh, on the pregame shows and stuff where you see all 11 players and then they make some disappear to show some sort of right. you know inside X's and O's type thing. In this case, they were making guys disappear. There were 11 guys that were on the wrong side of the field and nobody remembered to pick up the running back. So I'm sure the, the Lions are going to be trying some similar things this week because while the Bengals are getting some guys back, it doesn't look like Vontez Perfect is going to be one of them. And he, more than anybody else, makes sure that uh, the defensive players are in the places they're supposed to be. What about offensively, Dan, in terms of the season that Andy Dalton has had? I know A.J. Green uh, is a pro bowler again, not a surprise. But where have been the issues uh, the last couple of weeks uh, offensively? It all begins up front, and it's been the last couple of years, quite honestly. Uh, Last year, only one quarterback in the NFL was sacked more than Andy Dalton. That was Tyrod Taylor of the Bills. And while the sack total has gone down quite a bit this year, part of that has to do with Andy just throwing it out of bounds to avoid a sack. Uh, They've got the worst running game in the franchise's history, and it's not close. I think they are averaging 13 fewer rushing yards per game than any other year in the 50-year history of this franchise, so that has been abysmal. Um, it's it's just been a dysfunctional offense all year. Uh, A.J. Green is going to go up in over 1,000 receiving yards this week. He's done that every healthy season he's been in the NFL. But other than that, there hasn't been much to cheer about offensively. When you look at Detroit, and obviously you're prepping for the broadcast on Sunday, what, what do you see and where should Matthew Stafford be uh, licking his chops this Sunday? Taking advantage of the Bengals' battered linebacker core. And the last couple of weeks, it has not been difficult for Mitchell Trubisky and Case Keenum. And we're not exactly talking about uh, Brady and and Manning when we're talking about those two guys. But essentially, short crossing routes over the middle to running backs or wide receivers have been uh, five-yard passes have been turned into 40-yard gains. So if you have Golden Tate on your fantasy team, yes. I would start him this week. <laughs> and, and Theo Riddick, too. Those two guys are, are, are great with yards after the catch. Um, interesting, you know, the thing with A.J. Green, you know, people talk all the time about the top receivers, and I, I think there's some times, Dan, you know this, he probably gets forgotten. I mean, he's just so good. 
Yeah, it's a shame that he does get forgotten. And again, that gets back to what I was saying earlier. It has a lot to do with team success. If the Bengals had had more postseason success during A.J.'s tenure and long playoff runs when the TV ratings are at their highest and people from all over the country are watching the Bengals, then I think he would be universally thought of as one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL. I think it's Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and A.J. Green, not necessarily in that order. And uh, it's been a great blessing for me to be able to see every game of his NFL career so far. And you've seen all the other teams in the NFC North. And obviously last weekend uh, at Minnesota, the Vikings uh, put it on you guys uh, pretty good. Where do you think Detroit stands and sits right now in the pecking order? And certainly the Lions fans, at least some of them are hoping, some are hoping they lose out so Caldwell gets fired. Some are hoping that they win out, get to 10-6 and six and somehow sneak in. What, what do you think of Detroit from afar? Well, I don't think they match up with the Vikings. Having seen Minnesota last week, if the Vikings find a way to uh, make it to the Super Bowl on their home field, it wouldn't be a true Vikings crowd, but I'm sure those fans would pay whatever it uh, took uh, to try and gobble up as many of those tickets as possible. And if they get a home game in that place, that defense is going to be tough to beat because I have been to virtually every NFL stadium at this point over the last seven years. I haven't been to the new one in Atlanta yet. But that Viking Stadium is the loudest place I have ever been in my life, and it's not close. I felt like my head was in the speaker, inside the speaker at a heavy metal concert, and it is still vibrating. So uh, that was unbelievable, in my opinion. And talking to some of the Bengals' offensive linemen, they said the same thing. It was incredibly loud uh, on the field last week. Uh, I do think the Viking or the uh, the Lions rather have an excellent offense. I'm not telling uh, Lions fans anything they don't already know. Uh, I think the defense is okay, but not great. It's okay. Uh, but I don't think uh, even uh, a 2-0 finish for Detroit's uh, going to get them into the playoffs this year. Dan, great catching up. Uh, appreciate the time as always, and good luck on uh, on your broadcast on Sunday. You don't need it. You're one of the best there is in the uh, in the sport. Love listening to you when I can on Sirius. Thanks, man. Matt, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Voice of the Bengals, Dan Horda, joining me here on Locked On Lions. We thank Dan for his time. Uh, one of the best in the business when it comes to radio play-by-play guys. Also does the Bearcats football and basketball, so he's a busy guy. But Dan Horda uh, knows his Bengals for sure. Jason Strat, Remax Suburban, knows real estate. Busy time of year, even though it is the holidays, and yet he's out uh, He's out shopping today, aren't you? What's up, buddy? Hey, not much, Matt. I'm uh, actually out shopping for my or with my daughter for Christmas. She, she needs to go uh, buy some family members some gifts, so that's what we're doing today. So you're not pushing her to just go to Amazon and be lazy? No, no. She doesn't <laughs> like online shopping. Uh, hey, whatever she wants, right? Uh, so tell me, tell me this: uh, what, what's going on? What you've got going on with uh, with houses and stuff? I know it is an interesting time of year. I remember you hooked me up years ago, and I moved around this time. Um, how busy are you right now? Well, it's definitely a little bit slower, but there are people that are still looking. I still get phone calls every day, and you know, if, if you are looking to move, it's it's definitely a good time to do it because the competition is lower and. You know, both on the buy and sell side. Jason Strad, Remax Suburban. Call him, folks. 586-634-2612. Best in the business when it comes to real estate and refis, whatever you need. He is your man. All right, Jay, what do you think? Lions? I think they're going to win these last two. The question is, obviously, Atlanta has to lose two or, or a lot of different scenarios to get into the playoffs. I'm looking at 10-6 and six and probably not getting in. What do you say? 
Quite honestly, I think they're going to flub one of the last two. I don't. I can't even decided if it's going to be Cincinnati or Green Bay yet, but they're going to lose one of them. Oh, geez. You know, but but no Aaron Rodgers, and then this weekend. I mean, come on. I I said earlier, if Joe Mixon goes off, that's the only thing that scares me about the Bengals. Well, what scares me? It's it's not the the opponent that scares me. It's the Lions that scare me. You know, it's always the fear of the unknown. What are they going to do that is typical? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I hear you, man. Plus, it's Marvin Lewis's last game at home. You never know right. what uh, what will happen. All right, Jason, 586-634-2612. As always, we love talking to you, and uh, have a great holiday season, brother. Thanks, man. You too. Jason Strad, REMAX Suburban. Again, that phone number, 586-634-2612. We love talking to Jason each and every week, and we thank him for supporting us here on Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, folks, I'll say it again. I, I really see a Lions win on Sunday. Bengals are too banged up. Bengals are ready to go home with two games to go. They're, they're a 5-9 and nine football team. And I know it's not easy to win on the road. And I know the Lions don't blow out anybody, and this will probably be you know, the slog through this one for a while. But I see Detroit winning 27-14. And getting to 9-6, and six, and obviously you have to hope this weekend that the Falcons lose against New Orleans uh, at New Orleans and uh, play that game of sitting around and, and, and scoreboard watching as well when the Lions uh, face the Bengals and looking to see what's going on in New Orleans between the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Christmas coming up uh, on Saturday or on Sunday um, or on Monday, excuse me. Um, Hope everybody is with family and enjoying their time. And this is a great time of year, too, when we get close to uh, NFL playoffs. Locked on Lions today brought to you by Jason Strat at REMAX Suburban, 586-634-2612. And also, our friends at MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer as MyBookie will match your deposit up to a 50% bonus. You want to bet on games tonight? Kansas, Stanford, late night? Come on. Go to MyBookie.ag. Have a great one, everybody. Lions will win on Sunday. We'll talk to you again after the game.